You're listening to Reimagined Radio. Real talk, real life, real magic. Welcome to the Reimagined Radio Astro Show, where brain science meets astrology and the law of attraction. I'm your host, Janet Dalgleish. Please join me to find out why your astrology matters, what it has to do with your brain, and how to wrap the whole thing up in law of attraction. Because once you know this stuff, it becomes so much easier to live a life that is joyfully resonant with who you truly are. Hi there and welcome. This is Janet. I'm so excited to be with you today. Um, I'm going to talk a little about Saturn. Uh, we, ha- we all have Saturn in our chart uh, and I want to talk about how we can maximize our relationship with Saturn to get the best. But before I dive in, I want to just do a little bit of an introduction because this is my first show for Reimagined Radio. I'm so thrilled to be here. Um, and the reason that I want to talk or the reason that I love to talk about things like astrology and numerology, which is also a favorite of mine, about brain science and about law of attraction is because we came here to live a life that is aligned with who we truly are, that, that sense of, of purpose, the, the life mission that we came here to, to, to work with. Um, and it's really easy for us in our early years to get programmed with all kinds of extraneous bits and pieces of beliefs and ideas about how things work and fears and anxieties and all those kinds of things so that it becomes difficult to see who we truly are. And for me, this is where numerology and astrology become really useful tools because the, these things don't dictate who we are, they reveal. All the information coded into the moment of your birth reveals that essential core you that arrived on the planet because you didn't come here as a blank slate you came here with a whole bunch of uh, preferences and values and skills and talents and things you wanted to do things you wanted to achieve and things you wanted to play with so when we look at these kinds of tools it gives us a really fantastic window into that um and as we know from the Emerald Tablet, there's a piece of wisdom that applies across the board, whether it's law of attraction or numerology, astrology, alchemy, any of those things. And that is the, the, the notion that as above, so below. It's this sense that what we, who we are internally is a match for what we experience externally. And if we're living by default, that kind of uh, can feel a bit out of control and unpleasant and it can be miserable sometimes. But when we understand how we can be the boss of that internal experience of life and how we can shift those things, that's when we can have a different experience on the outside. And this brings me around to Saturn. The reason I want to begin with Saturn, most people would think, you're doing astrology talk? Why aren't you starting with sun signs? Like, Why aren't you talking about people who are Aquarius or Pisces or whatever? And the reason is that I like to look at these aspects of our um, of our chart, the, the different planets, and how they show up as representing aspects of our psyche. I'm not the first one to come up with this, by the way. I've, I, I have a, a lineage of, of people who've trained me. But because of my fascination with brain science, I'm really interested in this intersection between the, the planets and the heavenly bodies that show up in our chart and how we can work with them as representations of our psyche. Because there's this, again, there's this sense of there's the metaphorical aspect of looking at our astrology and then there's the non-metaphorical aspect. There's the internal and the external. There's the above and below. 
so when we look at Saturn, Saturn is often, when I work with clients, I find that out of all of the planets that might show up as indicating um, some uh, imbalance in how people are approaching life or some confusion, very often Saturn is, I won't say the cause of it, but reveals what might be going on. And that's because Saturn represents the part of us which which knows our life mission. So Saturn is like the curator of our life mission, that thing we came here to do. My my own teacher, Kim Falconer, puts it beautifully. She she has this lovely metaphor, which is you can imagine that you're sitting up in the metaphorical clouds before you arrive on this uh, in this life, and you're thinking about what's the one thing I really want to play with? Like what's the, the thing that would bring me the most joy? Or the thing I've sort of played with a little bit before, but I was really interested and I want to I want to master this. What's the thing that's going to be most important for me in this particular lifetime? And what that and whatever that thing is, that's where we place Saturn in our chart. So we decide you know, we choose our moment of birth to match the way that Saturn is going to show up in our chart. So he reveals what that thing is and if you know how to look at your chart if you know how to read your chart you can glean a lot of information but what I'm interested in is our relationship with Saturn wherever he happens to be in your chart we have a relationship with this part of our chart with this part of our psyche and because Saturn is this um, curator of our life mission he's got a couple there are a couple of things that can happen especially if we don't really understand how he works and we don't really have uh, a, a, a good relationship with him, the kind of relationship that can be really helpful. So the first thing is that he wants us to succeed. He is, um, if you like, he's the master of the ambition that we have to create the life that we want, to, to achieve this thing, whatever this life mission is, whatever it might look like, that's what he wants us to achieve. So he can sometimes feel like a boss with a big stick who's driving us. He can feel like a taskmaster. So that can lead to this sense of overwork. I've got to get it done. I've, I, I look at my day. I don't feel like I've achieved enough. So I'm going to sit at my computer and I'm going to write that, other, that second blog post that I've got lined up and I'm going to get it done before I go to bed. And we end up sitting at our computer at one o'clock in the morning, not because we're in flow necessarily, but because we're driven by this sense of, I have to get this done, I have to get this done, I have to get this done. Now, I can speak to this with some authority. I have had two career-changing injuries in my life where I, I just felt driven to do more, to do more, to do more, and to achieve more and to achieve more. And I didn't feel like I was ever quite there. There was this sense that I wasn't, I wasn't getting there, I wasn't enough, I hadn't done enough, I hadn't achieved enough my life mission was still in progress I hadn't I hadn't I hadn't done it whatever it was and I wasn't clear about it and as a result I ended up injuring myself I ignored my body's signals that said you've done too much you need to stop now and I kept going and I as a result I I had a disc prolapse back in the 1990s and I had a catastrophic um RSI you know repetitive strain injury um about seven years ago six or seven years ago both of these led to changes in career. It was my body saying, you've done enough, <laughs> you need to stop. And both of them led to some period of inactivity, complete inactivity. That's not healthy, obviously. I don't want anybody who's listening to this um, episode to feel that they have to keep working that hard. So with Saturn, that aspect of our psyche that says you've got to do it, you've got to achieve it, 
there's a, a way to shift that relationship. So that's one of the things that can show, that can reveal, if you know that you have a pattern of overwork, especially overwork to the point of ill health or injury, then it's likely that there's some improvement that you could make in your relationship with Saturn. The other thing that can show that we've got a slightly unhealthy relationship with our Saturn or we're not the one in charge is when we feel a, a, a constant sense of procrastination. Now, I want to be clear here. Sometimes procrastination is simply divine timing. It's, it's that sense of, no, you're not in the right space to make this thing or do this thing. It's, be it's going to be better if you put it off until tomorrow. And certainly that's entirely possible. But what can happen with our Saturn is that he is so um, he's so focused on what it is on this life mission and it matters. It's really important to him. And that can come with a sense of vulnerability, a sense of what if I'm not good enough? What if I can't ever achieve this? What if I can't ever get this completely nailed? And that sense of the fear, the gremlin thoughts that come up and say, who am I to do this enormous life mission? This life mission, whatever it is, it really matters to us. We know that because it's the thing that Saturn, you know, it's, it's this um, thing that Saturn is curating. It's our, it's our life mission. It couldn't be any more important. And yet, at the same time, our programming and the things that we've learned and the, the, the stuff we've taken on board from our socialization might well have us feeling like, who am I to do this? I'm not big enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not well trained enough. I don't know enough. Um, I, don't have any, I don't have any right to be doing this thing because it's so important. I'm a little person. I'm not important enough to do this thing. All of those little gremlin thoughts, and they are all, by the way, all of them are lies, but they are really convincing lies. And when we fall into thinking those things, that's when we get immobilized and that's when we can experience procrastination. And all of these things connect to our, to our Saturn. It's not, it's not, he's not the source of this. Saturn has some bad press. I mean, in ancient times, he was seen as a, as a not particularly friendly influence. And I, you know, in modern times, we know better. It's a sense of... Um, you know, we can think that Saturn is driving us and we can think that Saturn is causing fear, but that's kind of looking at it backwards. Those things, those, those fears and those sense of being, that sense of being driven, these arise in large part out of our Western culture. So there are two factors at play here. One is uh, we live in a culture that's very oriented towards a sense of achievement, towards the doing rather than the being. And as a result, we, we can often find ourselves living from this kind of Saturnian energy 24-7. Now, Saturn is only one of the planets in our chart. He's only one of the aspects of our psyche. He's not the whole story. And when we fall into the trap of thinking that we have to be achieving 24-7, we we do, we do two things. First of all, we, we make Saturn at that aspect of ourselves responsible for everything. We make it responsible for our decision-making. We make it responsible for our choices. We make it responsible for our happiness. You know, I will only be happy. I will only be going to bed happy when I have finished doing this piece of work, even though I'm no longer in flow with it. I'm no longer cruising through it. I'm forcing it. I don't care. I've still got to achieve it before I go to bed. That gives Saturn a kind of a responsibility for our happiness that isn't fair to Saturn and it's not fair to us. 
the other thing that can happen is that we feel this fear. We sort of think, well, if Saturn's responsible for our life mission, and by the way, he's not responsible for it. He curates it. He looks after it. That's true. But we can't make him responsible for whether he feels confident or not because that's our job. You know, we have this relationship with the, all of these different aspects of our astrology, these aspects of our of our psyche. And it's when we remember that we are the boss of our brain, that we are the boss of our stars, we are the ones in charge here, we get to set the relationship that we have with all of these aspects of our psyche, with all of these heavenly bodies. And that's particularly important when we, took, when we look at Saturn. And it's because of this Western focus on uh, the, the sense of achievement, on doing things. And it's also because in our Western culture, we have a strong focus on judgment, a sense of um, judging each other, judging ourselves. And when we let go of that, when we let go of the sense of, well, of, you know, I'm not big enough. I'm not, I'm, I don't know enough. When we're willing to say, well, what if I do know enough? What if I am big enough? What if I am enough? All of these things make it so much easier. So I'm going to talk a little bit about the how of it. Not just the theory of why things can go pear-shaped in our relationship with Saturn, but I want to talk about what we can do to address that. But before we do, let's quickly go to commercial. Some people think that the stars dictate who we are or even what will happen to us, but nothing could be further from the truth. You are the boss of you, and your stars simply reveal your most radiant and potent self. If you'd like to know exactly what they have to say, visit loastarmap.com and find out how I can help. Alrighty, so... What do we do if we know from you know from what I've talked about if we if you know that you've got a, a, a an unhealthy relationship with Saturn or if you think that Saturn is kind of trying to take over your life um, and that's what it can feel like it's not really what it's like it's what it can feel like then there is there are a couple of things to know first of all remember that Saturn is um, because he curates this life mission because this thing is so important he doesn't want to rush it. So there is no sense of urgency here other than what we bring to the party because of our, because of our programming. Saturn has this um, uh, quality that he's very, he's very logical. He can, he's the sort of master of logistics and he likes the, the juicy detail of the experience. So it's a little bit like the difference between, um, so if I were traveling from, from say Sydney to Perth in Australia, uh, I could choose to fly and it would take me four hours and I would, three and a half to four hours depending on which way I'm going and the tailwinds and I would be high above the landscape and that would be fantastic. I'd get there in a hurry. But if I wanted to do it Saturn style, I would take the train. I would be on the train for two, for two nights. I would take a sleeper and I would watch the landscape. I would see all the details. I would... Uh, get to stop in, ver in a couple of towns along the way and I would get to meet the locals and explore the journey a little more detail. If I wanted to go really Saturn with the journey, I'd get in my car and I'd drive. It would take me, I would allow at least a week. I know people have done it quicker, but it's probably more fun to do it in a couple of weeks, to take a couple of weeks to go across the full width of Australia. 
same in America. If you want to go from New York to LA, you've got a choice. You can fly. That's not the that's not how Saturn likes to do the journey. You can do it in a car. So as we go through life, Saturn wants to do the slow the slow journey, step by step by step. Not because there's any need for us to take things slow, not because we can't achieve things in a hurry, but because he doesn't want to miss a single drop of the juiciness of the experience of our life mission. This is a really important thing that we came to do. We don't have, we don't want to rush it. Saturn certainly doesn't want us to rush it. So we do it as an unfolding. So we can relax a little bit about that sense of urgency, about that sense of, you know, we, we, uh, if you've lived in corporate world at all, you know that there's, there's a difference between something being important and something being urgent. So we can take a breath. And remember that even though Saturn might be urging us to achieve, we don't have to rush it. The other thing to remember is that it's, Saturn has this vested interest in the thing that we are here to do. But it's, it's um, a focus that means he's not suited to other things that we want to play with. So for example, when we want to do some blue sky dreaming, because Saturn links very strongly to this kind of step-by-step -step linear approach to life, he's not really suited to the job of blue sky dreaming. That's more Jupiter's realm. So if we're doing planning, if we're doing, particularly when we're doing big sky planning, when we're doing the structural detail stuff, Saturn is absolutely our ally. But when we're doing big sky dreaming, we don't want to make Saturn responsible for that. It's kind of unfair. It's like asking him to do a job that he's just not suited to. So getting a handle on this sense of our relationship with Saturn, I think it's becoming clear that what we want to, what, what we want to do is we want to step up into the role of being the one in charge. We are the boss here. Our stars do not dictate who we are or how we operate in life, unless we think they do, <laughs> unless we think that we don't have the power. But the truth is, it's like you are the CEO of your own internal organization. Your own, you're the CEO of your brain. You're the user of your brain. You're the user of your psyche. And similarly, in your relationship with these different aspects of your psyche, as they are represented by the planets, you are the boss here. So you get to decide how you work with Saturn. So I want to teach you two, I want to very quickly give you two techniques that I use all the time with my clients and I use it for myself as well that will help you to deal with a Saturn who is either feeling fearful about whether you're good enough or a Saturn who is driving you to do things when in fact it might be a time to rest. <clears throat> so let's Let's look, at, let's look at two different aspects of this. The first is um, when we have a chronic sense of I have to do more, I haven't achieved enough. Because these two, these two, you know, the overwork and the procrastination, they go hand in hand. If we decide that we have done enough and we need a rest and we put it off till the next day, suddenly we find ourselves feeling like we're procrastinating. So they could, they're very closely linked with each other and we can absolutely be in the situation of doing both at once. And that's not, that's not a pleasant place. I've been there and it's not, it's not nice. So one of the techniques that you can use for a chronic um, uh, hiccup in your, that relationship with Saturn is what my very good friend Jackie Gates, my fellow radio host Jackie Gates, calls the Tada list. And this is basically where every night you sit, in, sit up in bed with a little notebook and a pencil and you jot down 
at least five things you have achieved that day. Now these are not related to the to-do list you might have started the day with. So I want to be really clear about this. We're not looking back at that to-do list at all. Anything that you didn't get done gets rolled over to tomorrow. That's cool. What we're looking for is we're looking to train your brain on noticing that you are going to bed having achieved things and you get to define what those things look like. So for example, it might be I made a awesome cup of coffee. Uh, it might be I gave myself time to have coffee. It might be I remembered to ring my mum. It might be I remembered to, I made, I made an amazing dinner. It might be I spoke with a client and we had a fabulous conversation. It might be I finished writing that blog post and I, I published it. Whatever those things are on that list, you can find five in a day. If you can't find five, find three. If you can't find three, find one, but work your way up to five. Do it every night and it, tra it retrains your brain, your psyche, to see you as somebody who achieves things every single day. And you do that over a period of time. This has to be a practice. You can't just do it once. So you need to get into that habit and it will rewire your brain. So it will change your psyche. The other one is when you have an acute attack of, I'm not good enough. I haven't achieved enough. So this one, I want you to imagine that you are standing in a long, narrow room. This is your trophy room. Part of Saturn's job is to, is to curate this trophy room of achievements. So you and Saturn are standing there. You're looking into the future, into your timeline. You can't see the end of it. It goes, stretches off into the distance and it's full of empty shelves. And Saturn is focusing on those empty shelves and saying, what are we going to do? We've got to fill these empty shelves. There's so much, there's so much empty shelf space to be filled. I don't even know where to start. How are we going to get this done? And what you do is you grab him by the shoulders. You can imagine that you're actually taking him by the shoulders or you're turning his head, whatever it is, and you're facing and you're turning him, the both of you, to face the other way. You're facing back down your timeline to, your, to the moment of your birth. And again, it's so far away you can't see it. It doesn't matter how old you are. It's a long way away because there are so many shelves because there are so many trophies. All of these shelves are filled with trophies. There are cups and plates and medals and little statuettes and other weird things that people turn into trophies. And they're all gleaming. They're shiny and they're gold and they're silver and they're bronze and brass and there are timber and all sorts of beautiful objects. And each one of those represents an achievement. There's one for the first time you, sh you tied your shoelaces. There's one for every time you said a kind thing to another person. There's one for every time you made the effort to go and vote. There's one for every time you, um, uh, you, you wrote a letter that you needed to write. There's one for every time you, you gave a thoughtful gift. There's one for every time you signed up a client. There's one for every time you um, wrote a blog post. There's, you can you can start to see that there are so many there are there are more achievements in your life than you can possibly remember that's why you have this trophy room it is so that you and saturn can look back and just see you don't have to see them in detail you don't have to sort of go up and look at every one but you can see this incredible collection beautifully shiny because that's part of saturn's job is to is to polish them when he remembers and when you help him remember and that will help to soothe any sense of, oh my God, there's so much to do. How am I ever going to get it done? Is to remind yourself that you are, you have this, you are a human who spends all day 
doing things <laughs> and each one of them is an achievement every single day that you have on this planet you are achieving things and you are achieving things commensurate with your circumstance so if for example when I had the back injury um, I had three months flat on the floor my achievements were things like I did my rehab exercise or I found a new book to read or I remembered to stay hopeful or I resisted the urge to feel like that this was a scary, because it was a scary thing, especially to begin with when I didn't know when I would, whether I couldn't even walk to begin with. I had to crawl to go to the bathroom. That was scary. So my achievements during that period of time were finding ways to stay to, to, to reach for optimism. I couldn't get to optimism, but at least I could reach for it. So whatever it, whatever's going on for you, your past is littered with these incredible um, achievements and Saturn really feels good about that and so do you. So how do you manage your Saturn so that you can make the most of this incredible character in your life, this incredible aspect of your psyche? The key here is to remember he is like a mentor. He can be your guide. He knows what your life mission is um, and he can manage the, the, the making it real. So Saturn's, one of, Saturn is an, um, it's an, uh, associated with Earth. It's ruler of the sign of Capricorn, which is an Earth sign. So it's got this very earth, earthy sense of getting things done. Saturn knows how to get things done. If you're looking at something and you're thinking, I have no idea how to do this, your Saturn knows. So there is a part of you that does know the logical steps. You may not be able to see the whole path yet, but you can see the, usually see the first step. And as you set your foot on that, the next step will reveal itself. Now, Saturn doesn't love not knowing all of the steps, so you may have to get him on board with that. But there is this sense of, trusting that you know how, that you will know how to do things because you always have um, eventually sometimes it's taken a little while to nut it out so you um, your your relationship with Saturn needs to be one where you're the CEO and Saturn is like your vice president in charge of logistics if you like that's one way of thinking about it or your vice president in charge of managing your life mission and helping you to make it real because you can lean into Saturn's um, qualities of knowing your life mission. You can lean into Saturn's qualities of not being in any rush, of actually enjoying the step-by-step -step experience. If you have a day where the only thing that happens towards your life mission is one single idea that you managed to capture in Evernote or you jotted down on a piece of paper, Saturn when you look at your to list and you look at satisfying Saturn's desire to achieve, that absolutely counts. And as you do that, you will shift that relationship with Saturn. So he doesn't feel like this big, um, mysterious taskmaster. He feels like an ally, a mentor, a guide. Um, and he is your best help forward. Um, and as you re rewire that, that relationship, and you feel more in harmony with that Saturn relationship. It also means that instead of him sort of taking over your life, which is what it can feel like, it allows space to play with the other planets, the other aspects of your psyche. And those are the things that I'll be talking about in upcoming episodes. Um, 
thank you so much for uh, for being with me today. It's been an absolute blast. I always love talking about this stuff. When I get to talk about brain science and astrology in the same breath, <laughs> I'm one very happy girl. And I'm fulfilling life. I'm fulfilling my own life mission. Um, and by the way, if you're curious, my Saturn is in Scorpio in the seventh house, which means I have to do something that matters. Sat my Saturn drives me to do something that matters, that has consequences, that makes a difference. And it's about other people, about collaborating with people, which is why it makes me so happy to be able to talk with people, um, whether it's um, someone like you listening to a radio episode or with my clients. It's, um, it's always going to make me happy. Thank you so much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I will see you in a couple of weeks. <laughs>